Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Hey friends, thanks for being with us on another Inner Revolution podcast. Wanted to spend a couple of uh, episodes on coping mechanisms and I want us to just think a few minutes in regards to how we handle difficult emotions. And I think a lot of sin is connected to how we deal with trouble, how we uh, handle things we cannot change. And what happens is we have self-defense mechanisms and coping mechanisms to alleviate uh, stressful situations, stressful people, uh, maybe pressures and triggers that cause all of us to uh, want immediate relief. Unfortunately, in the day and age we live in where there's instant impacts and instant uh, stimulation, we go for feeling better <clears throat> as our primary goal rather than dealing with root issues. And I'd like us to think for a minute in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, God has a plan for us, body, soul, and spirit. What I mean by that is that you and I, as believers, have three persons. We have our body, which is world conscious, our soul, which is self-conscious, and our spirit, which is God conscious. And these uh these, this trichotomy is important to understand because as we process knowledge and difficulty and for and success for that matter, uh, really depends on how we, uh, in what part we're living in. If we're living just as the body as the center, uh, as the metro man, we could say, then image and reputation is everything and therefore we will potentially, uh, you know, break God's laws or emphasize self over the principles of God so that we can keep our image to the world. If we're living in our soul, which our soul is, a lot of us live in our soul actually, uh, where, which is uh, moods, feelings, emotions. Uh, I call it floating information that is just moving around and doesn't really have a place or it's it's unresolved. Maybe things in our past, um, we are triggered by certain things and immediately there's an emotion that comes to the, to the conscious mind and all of a sudden we're in a real life response and it could be uh, an overreaction or it could be a, uh, just depression or some sort of attitude that is uh, coming from our subconscious, which is this area of our soul that is all about how we feel and how we emote. And shockingly enough, if we look at our emotions, God has created them to appreciate the things of God. But emotions do not think. They do not think. They just emote. So a lot of coping mechanisms, someone might pick up the bottle, someone might smoke something, someone might look at a as I have a sexual addiction. Uh, there, there can be a lot of different addictions. Um, narcissism, being a narcissist. I mean, all this emotes from our soul. And this is why over and over David talks about bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Because we can't do that unless the spirit, who is God conscious, 
uh, is controlling our lives. And so our coping mechanisms really have to be uh, mechanisms that bring us to God and that are, that are focused in the spirit. And this is where we find great relief, actually. Uh, it may not be immediate, but what it does is it brings us into a place of contentment in 1 Timothy 6, 6, for godliness with contentment is great gain. I mean, obviously, there are times somebody might watch, they might binge watch movies to just uh, decompress. Um, what is that? Uh, actually, your body physiologically is receiving all this information without a filter. And we have to be so careful because our eye gate is the window to our soul. So let's say we're praying for something. Maybe someone's praying for a relationship. They really want a companion or they really want someone to share their life with, which is a beautiful desire. But if we do it in our soul, our soul life, then all we're looking at is on the outward. We're not focused at all, maybe as a, as a primary focus on does this person share our values? Is this person a believer? Is this person walking with God? But their looks, their charisma, uh, what they offer, what they bring to the table is more of a driving factor. That's all soulishness. So with soul, again, we can get in trouble. We can get into trouble very fast because if we're just operating with feelings and not the facts of the word of God, not the faith of the word of God, then uh, no wonder our world is so depressed and so double-minded and so um, disillusioned today. And they're overreacting in anger. Anger is so much a part of the atmosphere today because people are frustrated because they're living in their soul. So what's the answer? Well, we have the conscious mind, which is a real-time response. We have the subconscious, which is just under the surface where the moods and triggers and information uh, is floating. There's really no uh, stability there. It's just like maybe as we sleep, we dream, and we have fragments of information that we've collected throughout the day, and this becomes part of how we dream. And people have these strange dreams, and they wonder, what is this strange dream about? And it's because it's coming from the subconscious. Now, if you go deeper, if we could say the iceberg principle, you go to the very depth, which is the unconscious mind, it is the long-term storage. It's the place where in our past, maybe we've believed a lie or something traumatic has happened to us or something is going on that we have buried deep, maybe consciously through suppression or unconsciously through repression. And all of a sudden <clears throat> life happens and just like we're walking on the ocean floor by illustration, we kick up the bottom of the ocean floor and that murkiness clouds the whole water that we're looking at <clears throat> it's the same thing as as a believer life happens where we kick up things and our past becomes our present and uh, we lose hope for our future because we're stuck somewhere in our past so we want to identify the lie we want to identify that issue that has maybe never been addressed <clears throat> and we want to do that through the word of god because if we don't then the coping mechanisms that really originate from our soul will hijack us every single time. The hunger, the stress, the, the, um, the fear, the loneliness, the boredom, all of these things will cause the person to uh, regress and go back to their old habits. Well, 
We understand 2 Corinthians 10, 5, we want to take every thought captive. We want to be sanctified in 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, uh, in our body, in our soul, in our mind. And we want, we want our, our heart to be that new heart where the spirit man is in full control of our whole being. Now, a lot of times in anger management, people, they are uh, trying to control themselves. I'm trying not to be angry. I'm trying not to sin. I'm trying not to uh, be a bad person. I'm trying to forgive. All this willpower is in the soul. Now, what's amazing about the new heart of for a believer is when we receive the word of God, we mix faith with the word of God, which means we agree with it. We believe it. We say, I'm going to walk in this and it's going to be my guide. It's going to be my teacher. Then the word of God becomes the power of change. The word of God becomes the power of transformation. The word of God becomes a new way of thinking. <clears throat> the word of God becomes a new way of responding. So it's amazing as we take in the word of God and we're prayerful, then the things that triggered us no longer trigger us anymore, or they're less and they're starved out. The things that bothered us or get under our skin, uh, metaphor, <laughs> symbolically, get in under the sub subconscious so it just festers there and rots. Uh, <clears throat> it's, uh, it's like mold. It, it thrives in a dark place. And it's like, okay, Lord, we want to shine your light there and remove all the organic material so that uh, there's no festering and no uh, you know, evil or cantankerousness that grows in us. So how do we handle our difficult emotions? How do we handle uh, maybe uh, these issues that, um, you know, we, we want immediate relief? Um, and so here's, our, here's a few things. Number one, we must recognize, first of all, we cannot change always everything that's happening to us, but we certainly can change how we respond to it. That's number one. So many victim mentality uh, nuances we hear every day, like I was born this way, or this is who I am, I'll never change, or that failure complex is really uh, devastating because we empower, enable our coping mechanisms. And why does someone go and um, do drugs or carouse or drink? Uh, because it deep in them, in the unconscious, there's a lie, there's something broken that God wants to root out in Matthew 15, 13 and heal and give you a new present, a new life, <clears throat> a new now. So recognize you cannot change everything, but rest in the Lord knowing that he is aware and he loves you and he's working and uh, doing the deep work. Number two, being prayerful and reading our Bible. This is the engine and the ability to get ultimate relief. Uh, <clears throat> in a difficulty, when we come to God and maybe we're quiet, maybe we're just yelling at him, maybe we're just upset or just don't even know what to say. God says, just rest in me. Just rest in me. Let me minister to you. Let me love you. Uh, let go of that pain. Don't try to fix it. Just let it go. Maybe it's abuse. Maybe it's uh, a culmination of things. Maybe words that were said throughout the week and all of a sudden it just hits you like a semi. It's like just be still before the Lord and talk to him. Talking to the Lord. And our Bibles. I can't say this enough. Our Bibles must rewire us. May 
instruct us how to think, instruct us how to feel. You know, sometimes what can happen, people will numb the pain and they'll just turn off what uh, what God has intended to keep turned on. And that's our emotions. Uh, but emotions must respond and be governed by something deeper than ourself or deeper than our wants. So, you know, someone might say, you know, I'm trying to just numb the pain or not think about something anymore. And they maybe they take the pills and they, they take all these things to take the edge off. And God is saying, let's deal with the root issue. Let me love you. Let me show you my forgiveness. Let me show you hope. Let me show you uh, kindness. Let me show you uh, good in your future. And then what happens? We learn to trust him. We learn to be in a place where we say, okay, God, I'm not going to try to change this. I'm not going to be a prisoner, but I'm going to cope in the right way. Because what happens if we just drink or smoke or shop retail therapy or talk incessantly? uh, These are just going to keep us in a circular way and ultimately will complicate the matter rather than help the matter. Thirdly, be with people that are edifying. I think this is a big point, too. This is why church, being in a church family is so valuable, because uh, being around people that can derail your thinking and cause you to point to something edifying, be around people that don't reinforce your weakness, but be around people that are that are uh, going somewhere in their life because we are who we hang around. These influences really uh, attract the soul and cause it to be constantly disrupted, constantly um, in a place of uh, division. You know, um, when someone goes through something and they tell everybody about their issue, but they don't go to the right people. They don't go to the source. They don't go to the root of the problem. They don't even go to God, let's say what's going to happen? Well, their problem will become bigger and bigger and the coping mechanism will need to be stronger and stronger because they're hurting greater and greater. So coming to God, we say, Lord, I collapse in your arms today. I don't like this. I don't want this. I don't deserve this, whatever you want to say. And God is saying, let me show you my mind about you. Let me show you my heart about the situation. Let me show you the opportunity of why you're in that difficult place. And then lastly, we could have a huge list here, but speak to yourself rather than listen to yourself. And this is the issue with the word of God is it's not that we are in denial, but we are, we are, we are uh, channeling, if we could say in the right sense, we are guiding uh, our emotions to learn how to think with God. And this is not how we're wired naturally. We're in a very uh, instant impact kind of culture. And God is saying, you may not get everything you want immediately. And if you did, you would lack anticipation and you'd lack valuing what you have when you get it. So God is wanting us to come to him first. And yes, identify triggers. Yes, don't make a place for the devil. Yes, um, uh, again, very importantly, Ephesians chapter 4, uh, 16 through 32 great pattern in there, not making any place for the devil and uh, really uh, putting on the new man. This is this is how we cope. So no alcohol, no drugs, no women, wine or song, no men, no therapy, uh, retail therapy, no hiking, all this stuff, which is all 
I mean, I love hiking. It's very therapeutic, but we are not made to, uh, there, there's nothing that's going to satisfy us like God. Now, again, I want to say this again, rest, recreation, um, sports, fun. These are great things. <clears throat> they are, uh, and they're important. But if they're inordinate, which means if they take over our life, uh, then we have to ask ourselves, is this a coping mechanism? Is this something that's taking the place of the Holy Spirit? Now, we have balance and everything is good in moderation, but my point is this, is that if it doesn't glorify God or if it takes me away from God or if it's something I haven't given to God, then these are things that are going to take us away from God and steal our capacity and to know him. So maybe today you're suffering in a coping mechanism. Um, identify it. Uh, don't isolate yourself. Get with people that are edifying, spiritual, that can challenge you to grow and to give you hope. Don't lose hope today by just, and we, we will lose hope if we just look at our situation without God. And this is why fear can be so crippling. But let's uh, talk to ourselves. What is God saying about me today? What is God saying about my situation? Where am I going with God? Am I just having a knowledge of God or am I really practicing my faith? Am I really practicing his presence? Well, there's a lot of aids today, a lot of stimulants that, uh, you know, take the edge off and make people functioning drug addicts and, and um, they're just miserable. We can all be in this place. The soul can be a miserable place unless the word of God is uprooting the lie, uprooting the pain, and we're casting down everything that is an argument with who God is in, ten, in 2 Corinthians 10, 5. And then we have, we have freedom and peace and joy and rest and, and um, significance. All these things happen to us in our conscious life because why? Um, the devil no longer has you in a snare. <clears throat> the devil no longer is lying to you. Uh, I was talking with a, a, a young man recently. He, was just, he wrote down what was in his heart and he said this statement to me. He said, it felt like a demon was talking to me. And uh, it's good to identify how you're thinking, your destructive thought patterns. Let's interrupt them with truth, the promises, with the power and person of Christ, uh, because you're needed. And we don't want to be this tumultuous, um, volcan volcanic, uh, combustible, ready to blow up in a second, a walking time bomb type of person. We want to be trusting in the Lord with all our heart, leaning not on our own understanding and acknowledging him in all of our ways, and he will direct our paths. So today, uh, let's empower each other through the word, not enable each other by just coddling the flesh and, oh, you, you, you suffered a lot, so you deserve to, uh, to live in this, this cycle and, and go down the drain uh, mentally and physically and emotionally. But no, we're going to draw near to what's life. We're going to draw near and speak to ourselves rather than listen to ourselves. We're going to confess the promises. Uh, we're not going to deny reality, but we're going to go to God to establish his reality in our life. So God bless you. And let's pray and help and believe God will help us in a personal way in this area. Amen. 
Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.